This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back. It's time once more for another episode of The Drop Podcast. A lot of people have been talking about the win over the Panthers and how the Blues were able to keep their composure even when the Panthers came back and tied it at 3-3. to And it is something great to be talking about. This team didn't fold when it was 3-2. to They didn't fold when it was 3-3. to They took it into their own hands and they scored the winning goal and won this game 4-3. to But you know what I think a lot of people are missing? Is the fun the guys look like they were having. This game is terrible to play when you're not having fun. If you're just out there, just to be out there, and things aren't going your way, you're losing a lot of games, you're not having fun. And when you're not having fun, you're normally not going to succeed at it. I'm not talking about getting out there and joking around and being stupid on the ice. I'm talking about having fun playing the game that you love. And the Blues look like they were having fun against the Panthers. Well, going into the Avalanche game, what team would we see? The Blues had only won two games in a row twice in this season so far. And yes, it's a young season, but that's very telling. That's not a good stat to have at around 30 games played. Jake Allen, of course, would start again for the Blues. He's been playing pretty dang good lately, and he would play good in this game. Let's go ahead and get to the highlights of the game. Colton Pareko, who I've said for years, needs to get the puck and shoot it. Don't hesitate. Don't look to pass. Just shoot the puck on net. And that's exactly what he did in this game last night. And that's what he did to get this first goal to put the Blues up one to nothing. And a centering pass by Steen blocked. And O'Reilly again. Rolls off a check. To Pareko. He scores! What a bomb! Well, Colt 55 is on fire. He's got that bomb, bomb going. And this one finds its way. It wasn't flat. But Ryan O'Reilly does a great job on the right side. He rolls off it. Spins it across, hard pass, and Bork's up top, slid through his legs. O'Reilly did a lot of hard work on that, keeping it in the zone, mucking it up in the corner to make sure the Blues did not lose this opportunity. Great pass, a hard pass to Colton Pareko, one-timer. Colton does not hesitate, which he needs to do more of. In fact, all the Blues need to do more of this. When you shoot that puck as it gets to your stick, The goalie has no time at all to make adjustments. The goalie is unable to get the correct angle to the puck. And a lot of times, that puck's going to go in the net, either straight through or it's going to hit off somebody's body. Look at the success over the years that Alex Ovechkin's had. A lot of his goals are one-timers. Quick passes to him, he rares it up and just shoots a puck and puts it past the goaltender. The Blues need to do more of this. That goal by Pareko was the sixth of the year. O'Reilly gets his 18th assist. Three minutes, 24 seconds in, the Blues are up one to nothing. The Blues were looking good after this one to nothing lead, but they would face some adversity. Colorado would get the next two goals by Andrew Ghetto and Calvert, and they would go up two to nothing about midway through the first period. Get up ice for comfort. Give it up for Andrew Ghetto. Kicks it to his blade. Sven shoots and scores! Sven Andrew 
on a quick breakout out of the avalanche zone and the game is tied at one what a beautiful play as andrew ghetto flashed that speed for his third of the season there are so many good things about this play first the breakout the pass how about fans getting hooked and as he's getting hooked kicks it up to his front foot what an incredible play and then has the poise to come all the way around and finish it off on the back side the by soderberg here's matt calvert trying to get away from dunn the near side back catch up score matt calvert surprises jake allen and slides it through the five hole and the abs have taken a 2-1 lead as matt calvert came whipping from behind the net to deposit home his fourth good job good goal boy another depth goal scoring matt's getting in fights it's only had three points his last 13 games but it doesn't matter his minutes have been going up and just a quick slide around wrap around that first goal was all on vince dunn he allowed andrew ghetto just to skate right past him there's no excuse for that you've got to take the body out in that instance andrew ghetto skates it alone on jake allen puts it past him for his third goal of the year comfort gets his third assist jost gets his seventh assist five minutes 42 seconds in we're tied at one that second goal was also on vince dunn he allowed calvert to get the puck kind of stood there and watched him for a minute made a little move as if he thought Calvert was going to head right to the front of the net, but Calvert headed back around the net and scooped it around and put it past Jake Allen. Jake most likely should have had that puck, but it started with the bad defensive play by Vince Dunn. That would be Calvert's fourth of the year. Soderberg gets his 12th assist. Nieto gets his sixth assist. And the Avs are up 2-1. to one. But just like the other night, when the Panthers got ahead 1-0, the Blues didn't panic. They continued to play their game, and they ended up winning it. The Blues continued to play well, I thought, in the first period, besides these two mistakes. And their hard work would lead to a late goal by Ivan Barbashev on a great pass from Jay Bowmeister with just 41 seconds left in the first period to tie it up at two. your feet off the penalty kill you get some energy that way and Jay Bobeser jumps in there off the high hoister from the defensive zone by Schwartz perfectly executed barely on side it looks like and Bobeser wraps around and plays it to the red hot birthday boy Ivan Barbershop I mean he put this right on the tape what a play by Bobeser a great pass from Schwartz in the defensive zone to a breaking out Bobeser Bowmeister barely makes it in on side, takes it in towards the goal, spins around, gets it to Barbashev perfectly on a stick, and the Blues tie this one up 2-2. Two to two. That would be Barbashev's fifth goal of the year. Bowmeister gets his fourth assist. Schwartz gets his tenth assist. 19 minutes, 19 seconds into the first. We're tied at two, and that's the way the first period would, of course, end. Shots were even in the first period, 13-13. to 13. Going into the second period, we saw a lot of the same type of game from both teams. Some good opportunities, but I would say the Avalanche really, really played well in the second period to try to overtake the game, but they weren't able to. They did outshoot the Blues 16-6, to which was very evident in that second period. Jake Allen had to play very, very good in that period. Going into the third period, they would start off early in the third by putting some pressure on the Blues. But Jake Allen, as he's been doing recently, really stood tall and made a great save 
to keep it at two to two early in the third. Continues the battle in front of shot by Calvert. Allen went down, made the save right. Pat saving in by Jake Allen and a dandy. And now Nieto back free and Cole fires it. And a blocker saved by Allen. What a great save by Jake Allen. I can't say enough about the way he played in this game. Yeah, he allowed three goals, but if he didn't come up big in that second period, especially, this game could have been over in the second. Moving on from that point early in the third, it was a back and forth game. Both teams had opportunities, but Colorado had more, and Jake had to play very well in this third period. Who would get the next goal? Would it be the Avalanche? Would it be the Blues? Colton Pareko would do his best impersonation of himself from the first period, and he would put the Blues up. Three to two. Bozak, he waits. Out high again. Now Pareko. Just, he scores! 55 has done it again. The Blues on the power play. Time just about to expire. And does it glance off Ian Cole? I think it does. Yes, it certainly does. That's how it got through. And Maroon's in front as well, causing a great screen. Hard work by Bozak, and then a great pass from Dunn to Pareko. He did what he did in the first period. He took a quick shot. This one didn't go in cleanly, but it glanced off former Blue Ian Cole and into the net and gave the Blues a 3-2 lead. That goal would be Pareko's second of the night, seventh of the year. Dunn gets his fifth assist. Bozak gets his ninth assist 11 minutes in. The Blues are up 3-2. But one of the Blues' issues recently is giving up a lot of power plays. And it doesn't help the fact that the Avalanche even though they haven't had great success, I think, in their last 10 or 11 opportunities, they're still one of the top three or four teams when it comes to the power play. And when you give them six opportunities, which the Blues did, they're going to score at least a goal or two. And that's exactly what happened. Two minutes and 10 seconds after Pareko gave the Blues the lead, JT Comfort takes it away with his eighth goal of the year. Challenged by Bozak. Back up top for Barry. Finds Ranson into McKinnon. Wrist shot, saved by El Rebound, SCORE! J.T. Comfort cleans up the rebound. It's a power play goal, and the Avs have tied the game at three. I believe McKinnon will get one assist, and Rantanen perhaps the other. So they're just playing hopscotch, going all the way around, playing the outside. Did you notice the shot was just to get it on net on the ice by McKinnon? What a smart play. What a knockdown by that. And who's there? Promoted to the first line power play, J.T. Comfort. What happens when you go to the net? Well, it's normally a good thing that happens, and J.T. Comfort was right there for the rebound to put it past Jake Allen to tie this game up 3-3. Three to three. That would be Comfort's eighth goal of the year. McKinnon gets his 28th assist. Rantanen gets his 40th assist. 13 minutes, 10 seconds in, the Avalanche get a power play goal, and we're tied 3-3. Three to three. I thought the Avalanche really played well in the third period, too. And Jake had to save the Blues again late in the third to make sure we could get it to overtime. And under two to play, the Avs win the faceoff. And what a pad save there by Jake Allen. And now the captain, Landeskog, feeds it back to Johnson across. Oh, save by Jake Allen on Gerard with a rocket. And what a save there. I told you that glove was on fire in this game seeing everything come into his body, good free hands, and the 
off the faceoff. It's a scrum. Landis dogs right there on the doorstep, but it, it continues on. Johnson goes over to his partner, Gerard, offensive zone faceoff. Jake makes a save, and we're headed into OT. Another exciting game, another fun game to watch on TV. Fun to be there at the Enterprise Center. I'm glad to see the things are starting to get better for the Blues. Let's hope they can sustain it. In OT, there was a lot of controversy. Tarasenko was on the ice with Pareko, and Pareko lost his stick. So then Tarasenko, seeing his defender did not have a stick, he gave Pareko his own stick. This goes on for a few seconds. Then, you know, Tarasenko now doesn't have a stick. So then Tarasenko goes over and picks up Pareko's stick. About 10 seconds later, the ref calls the penalty for illegal equipment. Come to find out, the NHL told the Blues after that, that that was a bad call. That was not an illegal equipment penalty. I'm wondering if the league would have said that if the Blues would have lost this game in OT. That's a good question I think we're all probably thinking about. So who would get the goal for the Blues in OT? And they'll rant it in for Barry, a drive, blocked. What an and effort. a breakaway for O'Reilly in overtime. Can he be the hero? Yes! Yeah! Goodbye, good night. What a game. What a play by Robert Bortuzzo. He blocked one, then he blocks another and punches it ahead to the former Av, Ryan O'Reilly. His second game winner of the year. A short-handed goal in overtime. And the Blues win 4-3. Two huge blocks by Bortuzzo started that goal. Just some great defensive play by him to be able to get those blocks and then kind of scoot the puck towards O'Reilly. O'Reilly takes the opportunity, skates in, and gets the OT winner. That would be O'Reilly's 13th goal of the year. Bortuzzo gets his second assist. Two minutes, five seconds into OT. Let's go over and go over the stats of the game. And I think you'll be able to tell by the shots on goal which goalie was more tested. The Avalanche had 42 shots on goal. The Blues had 28. The Avalanche also beat the Blues in the faceoff circle, 59% to 41%. The Az were 1 for 6 on the power play. The Blues were 0 for 3. Hits were even at 17. Blocks were even at 15. Let's head to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Ryan O'Reilly. Colton Pareko and of course Coach Berube. Yeah, gosh, uh, you know we showed good uh, maturity tonight, resilience. Um, it was an up and down game. Obviously, they had sometimes they took it over and had a big power play goal at the end there that uh, kind of took the window to us. But you know we stuck with it. Uh, we kept playing and you know great block by Bobble at the end there to get, get the B way and put them away. But uh, you know it was an up and down game, but we stuck through it and it was a, it was a good team win. A lot of guys did played well tonight. Ryan, it, it, it's never easy to defend that team five on four. PK, but to go ahead at four on three makes it even tougher. Is it just the resiliency there to be able to persevere through that and to be able to get the win? Absolutely. Um, obviously, they got one on the, the power play tonight, but you know we're confident. We got some. You know, I think goaltending is great, on the, especially on the power plays, making huge saves, and our D too are making phenomenal plays. They're blocking only shots. They're making it tough. So, you know, we weren't worried. We we're going to stick with it and get through it. And. Uh, yeah, it was a big play by, by Bobble with a massive block there to seal the deal. Did you know the rule there? Did, did you guys understand what they were calling? Or I had no idea. I thought we were getting a power play there for a second. And then, uh, yeah, it's I, I had no idea about that rule. You'd think that if you give your own teammate a stick, you'd be able to get it back. But 
you know, it's it's the rule of the game and end up end up working out for us anyway. But uh, yeah, that's definitely a, a good lesson there. What is no, I thought we were going to go down the ice with wrong-handed sticks. Maybe uh, <laughs> no, uh, I had no idea that was even a rule. I don't think any of us really. I think the guys on the bench and my, I mean, I was definitely telling them to go get the stick. So um, I mean, I don't know, really know. I was just a weird weird thing. We've had a couple weird things lately in this building it's between <laughs> puck going off the glass and in front of our net and then um, off the ref and in. Yeah, it's been a weird one, but. Um, no, I guess it worked out though. All, all at the end, exactly. What was that finish? Just the finish. That's you know, the strange, just a strange way to end the game. But it's got to be a very emotional win yeah. for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a big one for us. Obviously, where where we're at in the season and and where we want to go. I think as we continue to to uh, go down the stretch here, we want to get get better. And um, obviously, we've put a couple together now, which is big for us. Um, and I think if we continue to push and get. Uh, Get things rolling. It, it's going to be good. Well, are you finding yourself more instinctually now? Just when that puck's getting to your stick, just just let it rip. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I thought I, I just had tonight for sure. I just felt like I had some opportunities just to, when I got the puck in good areas that um, I was able to get towards the net. Um, and I think our our guys have done a good job of going to the net front, and it makes a big difference of of being there. And um, I just I just think it's a combination of things. You get to know the rule book. Yeah, a little bit. So explain that. Is it illegal to pick up another player's? No, it's a, it's a, there's a, there's, I don't know how many exemptions are in the league for sticks. Um, so it's because he has a longer stick? Yes. And uh, you're not allowed to, um, you're allowed to pick it up, but you're not allowed to play the puck or defend mm -hmm. with it. So that's, because of the length of the stick? Well, yeah, well, it would be the length of the stick for Colton. Yeah, it's, um, Certain amount of guys have exemptions in a league, and um, you're not allowed to, to do that. But so if it was somebody else's stick, say it was Schwartz's stick, you could go pick it up and use it. Pretty heads up by the rep then to know that Pareko's playing the longest. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they know before every game which guys are uh, exempt or not. So, yeah. Well, at the time I was, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't know. So, yeah. Uh, just the, <clears throat> the finish of this game and getting this win has to be a very good thing. You know, yeah, it, it was, yeah, a great finish there by Ryan O'Reilly. Um, you know, well rewarded by a guy that played hard all night, had a tough job and did a great job. Um, I thought that the penalty kill was excellent again. Uh, I know they gave up a goal, but we, we got to, there's too many penalties. Can't keep going to the box against power plays like tonight. You know, our our PK did a great job. Yep. Oh yeah, they they did a really good job. Uh, Jake Allen played great in that. Did you like the way he rebounded? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I thought our whole team did. I thought our team stuck with it. You know, I thought, you know. Besides, you know, taking the penalty, too many penalties in the game, I thought we had a pretty solid game. Has there been anything different than Jake in this, this stretch that goes back probably to mid-November of, of good, the really good play? I mean, in his approach and, and how he's worked or anything. He's just he's he work he's just been good. He's working in practice. He's just focused. That's all I can say. Like. He's just dialed in right now, and he's focused, and he's doing a good job in practice. He's working every day. He's doing all the things he's supposed to do. You feel like Pareko has two goals, obviously. You feel 
Shoot well, he shoot. He's shooting the puck more. That's um, and you know we talked. I don't know how long ago, but you know he should be averaging five shots a game. I said, and you know he is actually up there, so he's doing a good job of that. He could even shoot more. He's got a great shot, and he needs to use it. That's one of his best assets. I know it's only a few games here, but. Is the team becoming less fragile in these tight situations? I mean, we're starting to win some of these games. Yeah, no, I think so for sure. We're believing in each other, and uh, we're starting to come around with our team game and understanding how we want to play. Uh, but you know, we've got a long way to go. We've got a lot of improving to do, and you know, we'll keep at it and keep improving. Yeah, I mean. Um, it's you know it's a it's a big deal I believe it is but um, you know we got a Sundays we got a real tough opponent coming in here Sunday hottest team in the league maybe so be a tough challenge for us and uh, you know we're looking forward to it I mean it's we um, we just got to build off these these wins that were you know these last two wins we got to build off it and got to come out Sunday and be ready to go against a real good hockey team. I know the case you guys playing well against. A, a very good opponent. Seems like they'll bring out the best. Yeah, they probably do. I think that we're dialed in a little more, and um, I think with our checking, we're aware of some of these guys that, like you know, the McKinnon line tonight. Guys are doing a real good job against these top guys and other teams, and we got to continue to do that. Calgary's got some real good players. Obviously, we all know that, and they're a high-scoring team. So it'll be another uh, tough challenge. Barbashev's been a real smart club here lately. Uh, yeah, they're doing a great job, um, you know, with penalty killing and checking a little bit here and there, like different, you know, situations that come up and I use them uh, against top players, top lines, and uh, the penalty killing's been great, obviously, with those guys, and uh, they just play a simple game. They uh, they go north and they get pucks in deep and they forecheck hard and they play hard and really it's a simple game that they play but they're effective. Once again, a good job against their their big line. Yeah, very good job. Yeah, it's, that's that's a good line, really good line. Um, you know, again, I said penalty killing was excellent. It really was. I mean, you can't. We give we, we gave him too many chances, like you know, on the power play. We gotta we gotta be better. We gotta we gotta stay out of the penalty box. Can't be taking these penalties. Ryan O'Reilly is dead on. The difference in this game and the difference in the Panthers game, combined with the rest of the year, is that the Blues didn't fold. They didn't give up when they faced adversity in either one of those games. Ahead three to one, the Panthers come back to tie it three to three. Ahead three to two. The Avalanche come back to tie it 3-3. They didn't fold. They didn't fall apart. They didn't put their tail between their legs. They didn't put their heads down and think, oh my God, we're going to lose another game. They continued to battle, and it paid off big time. The Blues are putting more and more complete games together to where they're playing as a team. They're playing for each other, and that is big. It's a huge factor in the success of a team. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't play as a team and you don't play for each other, you're not going to win games. The Blues have done all of that in the last two games. Now let's see if they can continue to build on that. So let's move forward. Let's play this way against Calgary on Sunday. Calgary's a very good team this year. 
They've got a young team. The Blues do have a win against them at the beginning of the year, but I think they've been playing much better than that. They've been more consistent. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.